Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope you had a great weekend. Kristen and I had an especially great weekend. In fact, we're going to kick off today's show with a very, very special praise report. Uh, Kristen and I, after, okay, thank you for the bell. Kristen and I, after just over a year of dating, are now officially engaged. There you go. Want to show us the ring? Yes. There you go. That means she's off the market and contractually obligated to get married to me and no one else. So that's how it is. All right. It's a beautiful <laughs> ring, Kristen. It really is. Praise God. But yeah, we got engaged on um, on Saturday. And uh, she, it was actually really beautiful, except that she got so excited, she forgot to say yes for a moment and had my heart kind of a little bit worried there. But um, it all worked out. So, so thankfully, uh, it, we'll post a couple of pictures on the page too afterwards, don't you think? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll post yeah. some pictures up you guys can see. But that's our praise report. Now, Check this out. Actually, I want to tie that into my message tonight, which is to remember God. Now, the ring that Kristen just showed you, we often associate that with promises, right? Like me giving her a ring is my way of saying to her, Kristen, you know, I'm with you for the future. This is a permanent thing. Okay. This is sort of, you know, brings about a completion. And I always promise to love you and care for you and provide for you and protect you and all those things, right? Those are all future promises. But you know what? It's also a remembrance stone, okay? It's also something that Kristen and I look at and we say, look what, look how far God has brought us. That just 14 months ago, you know, I was just totally lonely and without anybody, I'll be honest with you, and, and about to turn 40 and wondering, you know, if I had missed my opportunities in life and what was going to happen. I hadn't seen anybody in seven years, and even that wasn't anything worth talking about. And, um, you know, Kristen, for really all of her 20s, just just prayed basically every day and every night on her knees and you know god when are you going to send me the right person and and plenty of tears in uh, in her carpet there and in fact in the very couch she's sitting on uh, believe it or not it's easy to forget how far god has brought us okay and yet it's really a key to having victory in your life all right we all know we're supposed to love god And we all know we're supposed to obey God and even fear God. And those are important things. But how many of us remember to remember God? And this is critical because one of the ways, if not the the main way, the enemy messes with us and with our faith is with our memory. He messes with our foresight. We know that, right? He loves worry and anxiety. Everything can be perfectly fine in our lives. And the enemy will want us to focus on 20 different worst case scenarios, all right, just to get us out of our comfort zone, get us out of out of our faith and, and out of our love with God and back into anxiety, okay? And that's why we did the anxiety series about a week ago. And he also messes with our present perspective. That's why people, you know, will do things that you know and they know are wrong for them to do and are very harmful, okay? But he messes with your judgment. But again, that's present tense. We forget he messes with our memory too. And he does it in two different ways. First of all, he wants you to remember your sin, right? He wants you to remember your addiction, 
He wants you to remember all your shortcomings and your failures and all the times you've hurt other people, all the things that God has forgotten and wants you to be free from. The enemy wants you to remember. Okay. But the enemy wants us to forget all the lessons we've learned, all the lies he's told us. And more than that, all the good that God has done for us, because that goes directly to the heart of our faith and our praise and our love for God. Okay, And with that goes our ability to defeat the enemy. He wants us to forget the addiction we were freed from. He wants us to forget the financial troubles that we used to have or how we prayed night after night to find the right person. Because forgetting, okay, forgetting the goodness of God, he wants us to get rid of that to replace it with pride and reckless behavior. I'm the reason I'm so successful. I'm the reason I'm married. And then you start taking things for granted. Oh, don't worry, I can handle a few drinks or I can handle just some drugs or a few images I shouldn't see. or I can go back to hang out the same crowd that got me into trouble. And then when you go through a hardship because you've forgotten where God brought you from and you think that you're so great and you've forgotten all the times you hurt yourself, okay, you forget everything God's brought you through, your faith fails and so do your prayers. Remember, faith is critical to prayer. Jesus could perform no miracles in his hometown because of their lack of faith. So faith is a key to answered prayer, which is precisely why the enemy wants to destroy it. And he destroys it by destroying the memory of the good that God has done in your life. We actually see this play out in the Bible, believe it or not. And I don't just mean with the Israelites who seem like they are forever forgetting all the good that God has done for them. But remember that they couldn't even go into the promised land. After God frees them from slavery in Egypt, sending all kinds of plagues, after God gives them manna from heaven, after God splits the sea so they can walk through on dry land, after God gives them a, a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night to, fo to follow, they never get to the promised land because they forgot all of the stuff that he did for them and their faith failed. We also see it in, the, in, in Psalm 77, okay, where the author is going through some sort of hardship like we've all gone through, and he feels God is not even listening to him, right? We all, we all know this, this feeling like we're just praying at night, and you feel like the, your prayer is just bouncing off the ceiling, okay? No comfort is coming to this guy. He even says, has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in his anger withheld his compassion? See, that's the attack of the enemy. The, the enemy wants you to focus on that. But then in verse 10, the author rebukes the enemy, says, then I thought, to this I will appeal. Okay, all these other prayers haven't worked. But now he says, this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretch out his hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. And I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And actually what happens is that that whole chapter 77 ends with the psalmist praising God for that. Isaiah 46, 9 says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Psalms 143, 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate in all that you've done. I ponder the work of your hands. Deuteronomy 49, God says to Moses, watch yourself closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. And remember in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four, 24, we actually see Jesus is giving communion and it says, and when Jesus had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, remembrance of the sacrifice he made. See, you can see why, why the enemy wants you to forget all of that stuff, right? Because it's critical to our testimony. So the question is, well, how do you remember then? Because if we know that it's under attack by the enemy, how do we preserve our memory? And the Bible says very, very easily with the Holy Spirit, Okay. The Bible sometimes refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper. In John 14, 26, we see, but the helper, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in Jesus' name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you, and undoubtedly also all that God has done for us. So see, that's the key. Listen, having, just to bring this full circle, having your eyes in the future is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with me, you know, promising to marry Kristen and protect her and all those things. There's nothing wrong with focusing on the present. We should focus on the present. Otherwise, we lose sight of it, right? But don't forget to remember God and everything he's brought you through because that's part of the battleground also, okay? And if you do that, then you're going to see a lot more of your prayers answered, okay? And you're going to see a lot more of the enemy's plans defeated. That's my message for you today. Woohoo! All right. Well, that was a great message, my fiance. Thank that you, my fiance. A- <laughs> we have been doing this like ever since Saturday. <laughs> That's right. And I love right. it. It's not gonna get it's not gonna get old ever. Um, well, you know, that that is so good. First of all, I love how much scripture you packed in there. Um, and how much that really shows how much God wants us to remember. That really drives the point home. I also love the fact that you're saying that's such a great point because I feel like one of the enemy's greatest uh, weapons, tools, he wants us to be discouraged. He wants us to be disheartened, but he also wants to rob our joy. So he goes into the moments where you have joy or you have something that God is doing and you're on the mountaintop or you're just, there's always joy that God, God is presenting life and joy and peace. And the enemy wants to come in there. And so that you can't, you're, you're just distracted and you're seeing this one little thing over here and you're not remembering what God has done and how easy is it so many times in the flesh to be like, Oh God, are you going to do this for me? I don't, I don't know. Can you do this? Will you do this? And God has just done something maybe even like 15 minutes ago to show you that yes, he, he is going to do that. And he's done a miracle, but having the faith for the next miracle, you know? Well, you know, to bring it kind of full circle also, I mentioned the Israelites never got to the promised land. At least that generation didn't because they forgot all the mountains and everything that God had moved. They forgot all the miracles. And then when they came upon the promised land, all they saw was the giants. They they didn't realize, they forgot they were serving this giant God. And instead they saw these, you know, large men who of course are nothing compared to God. But then, you know, when when Moses dies and everything, okay, and then uh, the next generation uh, gets to go in. What do they do once they cross the Jordan? Is they bring up a bunch of stones from the Jordan and they create a memorial. So this time they remember. Remember because they uh, God actually had them cross the Jordan on dry land. Also, that there was actually two crossings of dry land like that. And they bring up these stones from the bottom of the Jordan, which they shouldn't have been able to access because there's a river. And they create the memorial. So this time their faith doesn't fail. So I mean, it's really just critical. You know, it's great to focus on our future. But in order to accomplish the things that God has for us in our future and in our present, we have to remember all the good that God has already done for us. That's right. That's very important. Very good point. Awesome. So show us that ring again. It's just That's so good. I mean, look how pretty this is. Look that, at that. That is a marquee. Hey, you know what? I want to tell I want to tell everybody this. So I didn't even know this. Check this out. Two a bunch of different prophecies came true that I didn't even know about. One of them, well, Kristen, why don't you tell? Tell the one about the shape of the diamond and also the waterfall. Okay. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. Actually, she has become a friend of mine, but we were acquaintances. It was the first time I ever talked to her. Um, and she said to me, I see that you have a boyfriend on, on your page, and I feel like you're going to get engaged very soon. And I was that like, was, when was that? Oh, 
probably a month or so ago, maybe a month ago, okay. not if that. And she said, I know what kind of ring you're going to get. You're going to get a marquee diamond. And I didn't even, I hate to say it, but I didn't know. I've, I've heard of different diamond shapes, but I, I'm not that savvy with that. I didn't, I didn't know what a marquee diamond was. She, she sent me pictures of it. This is the one you're going to get. <laughs> and so when this ring was presented, she was the first person to comment, I told you the marquee. So that was amazing. And then back in January, um, a, a friend of ours didn't know that I was even dating anyone. And she said, she spoke to my mom and I, and she said, I, I don't know. I just feel God is telling me to tell you this. And this may be just totally off base, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like one of your daughters is going to get married soon or going to move to the process of getting married. And I see something like a waterfall, like she's going to be engaged by a waterfall. And the place that Jordan took me to was a bridge and it had a waterfall behind it. So that was pretty cool. I didn't even know that either. <laughs> In fact, it was funny. No. You didn't know I was going to propose, but at, as we were getting closer, you kept saying like, is that a waterfall I hear? Is that water? I'm like, yeah, it's running water. It's a waterfall. It's not like a like Niagara Falls, but yeah, there's a little waterfall there and everything. And then I know and then I just it worked out, and you finally said yes after like making my heart skip a beat. <laughs> well, I was just enjoying the moment. You yeah, know, yeah. I I love, as you know, you know the romantic comedies, the romantic chick flicks, and I kind of like to live that out. So. I I wanted to take a moment. And in those movies, they always take a dramatic pause and they go, oh, and I really was shocked. I was like, oh, I was just taking a moment. And then I just like in my head, I thought you knew. Of course the answer is yes. But then I need to say it. So that right. would you have make to it say it. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm just kneeling there and hoping that the <laughs> photographer isn't wondering what the heck is happening. <laughs> and it wasn't that long. It was I might have felt long. It definitely better. felt long. Actually, no, yeah. it was only, it was probably only a few seconds, but it was a very long few seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen, why, don't you, um, why don't you pray for everybody here and then we'll get to the individual prayers. All right. Okay. And it was the most beautiful proposal. Oh, so. thank you, baby. All right. Go yes. ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the verse I want to read tonight is, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And it's Deuteronomy 31, 8. God, that's something you hear, we hear over and over in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, in um, Isaiah, uh, in so many different books of the Bible. I I just, it's, it's amazing to note how many times, actually, I believe the answer to that, you say, do not fear, 366 times in the Bible. And so that leaves one for every day of the year, including leap year. Um, and so, you know, I, I just amazing. Uh, it's a, a, amazing to me, Lord, how you say, do not fear. And you, and you say all these things to us, Lord. And you say, do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid. Help us to remember that, Lord, to remember who you are. When we're facing something, when we're up against a challenge, when we're up against an obstacle, we should remember, we should remember your character. We should remember what you've done in our lives personally. Each one of us has a testimony. Each one of us has a story, Lord, that you've done great and mighty things. May we share that with the world. But may we remember, just like in the Bible, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And those promises stand. And your character 
The fact that you've said, I will never leave you. You've said that over and over again. And yet we say, I'm so alone. Or we say, you know, we, we are distraught about something. But God, you never leave our sides. Lord, help us to really understand in our spirits. We can understand in our heads, and that's fine. But get in touch with you. Heartbeat to heartbeat, just like the disciple John, who was so close to your heartbeat, Lord. Let us be close to your heartbeat, to, to hear what you're, what you're saying, to hear what your goal is, your purpose, your, your crying out for the world, your, your compassion, and to mirror that. Since we are made in your image, we should mirror that heart. We were made to mirror that heart. And if there's anything that doesn't line up, just like two hands, Lord, your, your heart, our heart. If there's anything that doesn't line up, may you, may you cast that away and may we line up with you. May we do a beautiful dance of symmetry with you. And may we feel your presence and live in your abundance and live knowing that you have created us for more. So many times, Lord, we live below. We get in a rut. We, we live in just that place. We live in the expectations of, we have low expectations. God, you've called us. And tonight you're calling people to raise expectations, to raise faith, to, to raise and, and, and not have the limits on mindsets and limiting beliefs. God, just, just blow our minds, Lord. Let us just have your belief system, not what we just think we can handle. Because a, a, a vision that's small is so insulting to you, God. A vision that we think, oh, we can handle that. Mm. Something that we we can figure out, that's not God. But God, we want we want what you have, which is which is something that we can't handle on our own, which is something that is way bigger and and needs you, God, to just steer the sh- ship and just just be everything that we need, Lord. I pray for intimacy. I pray for knowledge. I pray for raised expectations. And I pray that we remember what you've done and bring that into our future. In Jesus' name, amen. Such a good point you made there, Kristen, about how if it's something that you're capable of, then you're cutting God out of the process. And it kind of reminds me of how uh, a couple who we know uh, went to look at houses together. And originally, they were just looking at very kind of inexpensive ones. Because the male version, the male, the male partner, uh, didn't want to. I don't know. Just wanted to get something inexpensive and easy, and he wouldn't have to worry about the payments. And then he was like, "Oh man, I can't bring my bride to be to one of these places." And so then he decided to step out in faith a little bit and say, "All right, God, where you guide, you will provide." And so it doesn't mean that we spend money that we don't have, but certainly um, we also don't do the opposite, which is. Um, have so little faith that we play a little too safe. Yes. Amen. That's kind of an inside story in case you haven't figured it out. Kristen and I went house shopping over the weekend <laughs> and uh, I, I brought her to some places I thought would be a lot nicer and also that weren't very, you know, weren't that expensive. I mean, not in, they weren't, you know, and we got there and we were just like, what, what the heck have I gotten myself into here? And so we left there and then we went to some nicer places that cost more money, but it was just like, you know what? I can, I can believe God for bigger things. Okay. I don't serve a poor God. 
and God would not have given me his favorite daughter over there to bring her to some hovel just because I felt like it, it wasn't even about saving money. It's just like, no, I just don't want the expense. You know, it'll just be easier. And it's, I'm sorry, I just, I, that was lack of faith on my part. Lack well, of it, it was no, it was good to see and compare and and God does that sometimes and, and to keep an open mind and a good lesson and everything. But yes, the male in that instance did a very good job of of being a spiritual leader in that sense. There's nothing wrong with saving money. There's nothing wrong with saving money. But there's also I think what I was doing there is I was saying really um I, I was saying I don't have faith enough that God will provide. And so if we get something really very much below our budget, then I don't have to worry. That's really, that's really, I think what was happening. And, uh, you, you know, so I'm not into spending money you don't have, and and that's its own problem. But I think there is, there's sort of your comfort zone. And then there's like the faith zone, which is a little ahead of it. And I think not that God wants us to stretch our dollars, but he wants us to stretch our faith. You know what I mean? Mm, that's right. That's right. And this is this is just one of the many wonderful things about you oh, and your faith. You've got a you. great, I've recognized early on your faith. Thank you. All right. Listen, uh, so we have our prayer reports, uh, prayer reports, prayer requests here. <laughs> why don't you, um, why don't you kick off with uh, that long one by Linda? Okay. Yes. And also, so why don't you do me a favor? When you get to that sentence about her son, why don't you just edit her son's name out? Because we don't want to Yes. Just kind of kind of edit that for younger audiences, okay? That's uh, the, okay. Okay. Linda says, "I am my husband's caregiver. I love to spend quiet time with the Lord and worship with an eye mask and a prayer shawl. My husband is disabled with lung conditions from past work history. We also need financial breakthrough. We used to have my brother-in-law brother-in-law's truck to take my husband to the doctors and get groceries. And our son um, is living in a lifestyle that we don't approve of and is uh, 1,500 miles away. I'm on medications for panic and anxiety for no reason except about eight years ago, I was preparing our supper plates when all of a sudden I felt like I was going to pass out. That night, I suffered a tingling all through my body and felt like cold water running through my body. It happened again about a week ago. I wish to be delivered from that and completely set free. I had to drive my husband to and from the doctor. He can't drive anymore. Please pray for us. Thank you. Love you, my brother and sister. Lord, I, I pray for our sister Linda here. God, there's a lot going on. And I think I I'm not a doctor. You you are the, the you're the great physician. So I'm not trying to uh make conjectures, but just as a spiritual conjecture and it's I, I think it would be pretty obvious all the other emotional things are go, going on because she's upset about her husband and her son. So that's where all this other stuff is coming from and then being on the medications. And it's just a vicious cycle, Lord. But there's nothing that you can't do, Lord. And um, I was reminded of that great verse today about how if we boldly approach God's throne of grace in our time of need, and I just keep thinking about how you want us to be bold. You want us to come before you and ask. And and just like I said before about your character, like you you want us not to shrink back, not to, but you want us to have faith and you want us to come and ask and petition. And you have the heart of a caring father. 
and and you want us to come forward. So I come forward to you with Linda's request, Lord. I pray that you you just fix everything, God. So many situations in our human brains just seem overwhelming and discouraging. But God, you are the God of impossible things. I pray that you just surround her marriage and surround her family and her son. I pray that you convict her son and bring her son back to back to you, Lord, and back to back to you to the things of you, Lord, and ha- let him have a thirst for you like like never before. Let let Linda and her husband have a marriage like never before. Just just heal her husband, Lord, and just bring them into a beautiful season. And I pray that you heal Linda from all the other emotional and the stresses going on, Lord, that she doesn't have to take any medication. And I pray that you bring them to the the promised land in their family, Lord, the promises that you have for their family. The enemy wants to build a mirage and say, game over, it's done, this is your life now. But God wants to, God is preparing you. It's a, what the enemy meant for it to be a failure is really a setup for a comeback. And it not just come back to where you were, but a greater place of spiritual awakening than ever before. So I just pray for a greater reality of you, a greater clarity of what you're doing in this, Lord. And even in the times we don't understand, even in the times, God, you give us the grace, you give us the provision, God, and you open the doors to where we're supposed to be. So I pray you do that with Linda and her family, God. Guide them, direct them, and bring them the desires of their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Great work there, Kristen. All right. Um, We have a few people who are praying over their marriage, and that's appropriate for today because Kristen and I are just engaged. By the way, fun fact, the dress that Kristen is wearing is the dress that she wore the first time we went to New York City together when we went to the top of World uh, One World Trade Center, and I almost passed out. There you go. (laughs) I love how you, isn't this amazing? That's really impressive. That's got to be a male superpower that you know every, like where we went, what I, what I was wearing. Well, as you so know, these, remembering is very important. It, you haven't heard. That's right. That's right. I If I didn't know, and like when you talked about that story, I could have been wearing the dress that I was wearing. So that that's yeah. great. <laughs> All right. So uh, a marriage request here. Azunkej says, pray for me. I'm from Zambia. My prayer request is for God to restore my marriage and for me to have inner peace. Eve says, please help me to pray that my husband will come back to my family. He has a mistress now. And Adagio prays to be settled in marriage and for divine breakthrough and divine healing. Okay. Well, Father God, first of all, we know that you love the family. We know you're a God of restoration. You're a God of healing. God, we pray for the the marriage for Izunkaje, if I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, I apologize. We pray that that you give Izunkinj, I'm so sorry. We pray you give him inner peace and you restore his or her marriage. For Eve, I pray you restore her marriage and that her husband comes back to her family and that the mistress also goes and finds Jesus. And for Adagio, I pray that you find um, marriage for this person, the right partner, prepare him and prepare her for each other. I pray for divine breakthrough and divine healing in restoration for all these people. And for all these people who pray that they want their marriage restored, I think an important component of that is I also that you also pray for forgiveness of the other person. Because I don't think God is going to restore your marriage 
until you've forgiven the other person. He's not going to restore it just to have it broken up again, right? So forgive the other person, give that over to God. And Father God, we pray you hear these prayers and you restore these marriages. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Kristen, can you handle, um, we got a bunch of prayer requests that have to do with finances. Can you handle all the prayers from Cynthia down to Ruby Jean? Mm-hmm. So uh, Cynthia prays, uh, pray for me and my little family to have food for us to eat. We have no money um, because our restroom in our old home needed more repair and money than we had anticipated and labor costs. We were left no, with no money. Um, Nante says financial provision. They're building a church. And actually, he sent us some picture, some pictures of the church, which is always very exciting because I think about, you know, it's not about the building. You can obviously save souls everywhere, including on the internet. But um, I just, it's it's so beautiful to see that being done. So um, for Tanai, says has a son, um, Bale, and uh, for financial provision. And Tahira, please pray. I need money. Um, Carlito, please help me and my wife, a financial problem, how to pay our bills. Um, because of the pandemic, their business can't start. Um, but we never give up because we have hope and faith in Jesus. Please help pray for help for my, my wife and me. Um, God is good all the time and God is not dead. He's surely alive. Thank you so much. Well, that's great, Carlito. I love your, I love your, um, affirmation of, of God's promises. Fernand says, pray for the money that will be coming to me. Uh, well, that's, yes, that's a good faith. And then um, Vilve says, I lost my job because of the pandemic. Um, and Ruby Jean says, pray for me that I get approved for a one-bedroom um, apartment speedily. So, Lord, for Cynthia, Nante, Tanay, Tahira, Carlito, Fernand, Vilve, and Ruby Jean, and Tanay's son, Fale, I pray that you just come in like a mighty rushing wind and provide for them in every way, not just financial. That's just one aspect. Provide for their families. Provide for their energy and health and um, purpose and promise for the future and uh, relationships and emotions and spiritual awakening. And Lord, we pray against the spirit of mammon. Um, you know, if if I know when you feel like, obviously, when, when you need money, that's all you can think about because you need money. And so we just pray that, um, that, that these people continue to focus on you as their provider because you own a cattle in a thousand hills and we, you are a rich, rich father and um, we are yours. We are your chosen people. So God, I just pray that you provide in amazing ways. Break down any walls. Break down anything that is an obstacle or hindrance from you providing. And um, God, we know you want to provide. We know you take care of your children. They're precious to you. So I ask you to come in and do supernatural things that will be testimonies of what you've done that only you could do, God, because I've seen it done. And I know that you can do it for all these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good work there, Kristen. Hey, Thanks. we're going to do something a little bit out of order. So those light blue, the ones I've highlighted in blue, I'm going to ask you to do those next. But I'm going to take the ones that are purple. And the reason is those are the um, family ones. And we have a bunch of people who are writing in for family stuff right now. So I'm just going to um, do all those at once. So sure. 
Katamali asks that we pray for her family. Mahit says, please pray for me, my family, and work. Amen. Safina says, uh, thank you, Pastor, for the great work you're doing, praying for everyone. Please, my prayer request is to pray for my family, for me and my husband, all my children. Thank you in advance, and God bless you. We have a bunch that just came in live. Diane Fung says, please pray for my family. We're going through a lot, and I am too. The enemy is trying to bring us down. I pray the enemy will fail. David Judah Judah Ephraim says, please pray for my family in Fiji. Naoso says, please pray for my soul and my family and my life in Fiji. Irene says, please pray for my family to serve God in spirit and truth, for the Holy Spirit to define his purpose in our lives. And Ruxana says, please pray for my family. So a whole bunch of family-related stuff. Father God, we know that you love the family, that you're a God of increase. And increase isn't just in, you know, in financial terms. It's also in, in the extent of our family. In fact, I want to thank you right now for bringing my family together with Kristen's family and creating this one big happy family that she and I have always dreamed of and prayed Thanks. for. And I really think, actually, as I'm, I'm saying that, that, God, you put that on our hearts without us even knowing it. Yes, yes. God, I pray that you give these people here the same kind of family lives that you've given Kristen and I. Um, I pray that their families are, are not dysfunctional. I pray they're free from alcoholism and drug abuse and spousal abuse. I pray that they're free from adultery. I pray that you, they're also free from purposelessness, God. I know a lot of people, especially younger people these days, seem to wander around with absolutely no purpose. Well, God, we pray that all of these people understand their purpose in your lives. Just like Irene says, you know, she asked that the Holy Spirit define his purpose in our lives. God, I pray all these people yield to the Holy Spirit, that they're all saved, that all of their family members know the Lord, and that they're a great influence to all the people who they know. Please keep these families together, God. Please keep the, the husbands and wives, their marriages together. Please uh, keep the children respectful. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that um, of all the Ten Commandments, there's only one that comes with a promise. It says, honor your father and mother so that things will go well for you. So, Father God, we pray that all of these children honor their fathers and mothers. And that I think there's also a verse in the New Testament where Paul says, parents, do not bring your children to wrath. So treat your children well, too. And uh, God, we thank you for all these people and all their children. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Speaking of children, is that what I'm supposed to do? I think so. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Okay, go go right ahead. Yeah, do the ones. Okay. The, the ones I highlighted there in light blue have to do with babies. Yes. So, okay, so we've got... David, who said he accepted, he was the one who accepted Christ on Friday. So that's a praise report, actually. Yay. Um, and so he, um, we're so, so happy for you, David. And we're praying for his marriage and his unborn baby. So they got a baby on the way and the right path for their family. Um, Ravika says she needs God's grace. Uh, she says she's prayed for a long time. She wants to have a baby. She's 35. And for soon, uh, she says, please pray for me and my family. Um, God located helpers for us and pray for my safe delivery. So I believe she's going to have a baby as well. So thank you, Lord, for um, David accepting Christ. Uh, we ask that you would set him on your on your beautiful path that you already have for him, that you've chosen for him and his family, God. And uh, it's amazing the legacy he's going to be able to uh, create for his um, um, for the child that's on the way, 
and for his wife, Lord. And we just pray that um, he really, as a disciple of you, daily thirsts for you, daily learns more about you, daily um, walks in your way. And we pray for the health of the baby and uh, for his entire family to just be in your peace for all of their days. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray for Rebecca to, um, she's prayed, Lord. She's asked, she's seeked, she's knocked. And um, help her not to lose heart in this time. And and sometimes, you know, God is the God of the 11th hour and he shows up right on time. He's never late, but sometimes our time frame is different. So Rebecca, I know that God has the perfect plan for your life. You're not forgotten. You're not alone. God has you right in the palm of his hand. He knows your your tears. He knows your prayers. And I'm praying that he will give you that desire of your heart that he's planted in there to give you the baby that you long for. For soon, we pray that she has a safe delivery. We pray for the helpers located uh, there with them in, in that village. And we just pray that everything surrounding that delivery would be safe and healthy for the baby and for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, Kristen. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do a couple um, healing-related prayers here, and I'm going to include in this Riza Buenaventura. Uh, I'm trying to sort of incorporate the uh, the live ones with the recorded – not recorded, the, the ones that were sent ahead of time. So Tata uh, asks that we pray against pneumonia, that she seems to be coughing up blood. Uh, Leah says, pray for healing for April. Lita Lumar, thank you and God bless and our friend Riza Buenaventura says, uh, Jordan and Kristen, my prayer today is for my mom's healing. Please pray for a financial situation now. We have nothing. Also, my business that it will be okay this coming month. And all the Filipino people who are suffering right now. And to all the pastors in our present to become wise and, and have a good and have good health to everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Father God, first of all, we, we, we stand in faith against sickness, God. We know that you're not a God of yesterday. You're the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that the God who did miracles thousands of years ago in the Old Testament, the God who did miracles when Jesus Christ came to this earth, is the same God today. God, we know that you want to heal these people. Father God, we thank you for Tata and that person's life. And we speak to that pneumonia and we order it off of her body or his body. For Aaliyah... We pray for a friend, April Little Lumar, for whatever is going on in that situation, God. We just pray perfect help for those people. We pray for our friend, Riza Buenaventura's mother, for her for her healing. And as long as we're on the topic, for also for Riza's financial situation, we pray that you resolve that, God, that you give her, if either prosper that business or give her something more prosperous. We pray for all the Filipino people who are suffering right now, all the people throughout the entire world who are suffering, in particular from this horrible pandemic. And we pray for all the pastors and, and the pre- all, the, all the world leaders to become wise. And she says, have a good health. Um, I, I would also say, have a good heart after God. I think it's really more, just as important for good leaders. We thank you, God, for hearing these prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Kristen, the ones I highlighted there in yellow are just kind of uh, random. Do you want me to do them or do you want to do them? And, and I'll give you uh, Peter's. It doesn't matter to me, whatever you right. prefer. Why don't you take Peter Russell's here? So our friend okay. Peter Russell asked us to continue to pray for this insanity in Chicago and 
all these other cities. He also says, he says, a while ago, I had a prayer request regarding my would-be sister. I don't know what he means by would-be sister, um, who believes she's a witch. Unfortunately, she's cut off all contact with me now because I called out a friend of hers on a racist comment she made towards me. Since I'm no longer able to, please pray that she as godly people come into her life from somewhere else. Thank you. Okay. Well, we do pray for, continue to pray for the cities. We push back. Uh, we take on the offense of, of uh, we don't just defend, but we, we, we go and attack the enemy and what he's doing in all these cities in America and across this globe, um, in all the homes where he's, he's trying to invade. In Jesus' name, we ask, we know that your brightest lights shine in the darkest places. Mm. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. So, Lord, we just pray for your lights, your light to shine around this world and all the cities like Chicago that need you. Lord, people need you. God, we need you. We're desperate for you. And I pray that people would turn towards you and to be the greatest revival of all time. You know, there's so many great revivals in history, but we, we remember those and we pray that for an even greater one because our world needs it so badly, Lord. We need you in so many ways. And we pray for his uh, would-be sister, as he says, in Jesus' name, we pray against the enemy's plans. We say, enemy, hands off this girl. And we pray, Lord, that, that she would, that the cloudiness and the deceit that's going on, we pray for her and many more like her that are being deceived. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, that your truth would pierce, would pierce the whole entire, uh, for lack of a better word, trance that the enemy has under uh, these people under in Jesus name that your your arrow would pierce that that vision and your vision would become her vision your truth God the mirage that's in front of her eyes the the deceit that's in front of her right now in Jesus name we ask for your influence and we ask because it is a war and we yours is the victory in Jesus name amen amen we also want to thank Peter because I know he shares our videos on his own Facebook page so thank you for doing that, Peter. That helps a lot. Chris, why don't we do this? I know we're a little bit out of order. Why don't you take those yellow highlighted ones and then I'll finish off because we're kind of going back and forth. Okay. 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 I'm, um, this first one, I'm not really sure uh, what this last sentence means. Oh, but okay. um, I'll explain. Hang on. I'll explain. Okay. So the la- this is uh, Faryad says, pray for me. I'm from Pakistan. And uh, he's a refugee in Madagascar. It says uh, the Islamists have issued a fatwa against me. Okay. A fatwa is a general order to all the entire Islamic world that uh, to basically kill them on sight. That's what it means. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a death warrant. That's what a fatwa uh, is. Okay. Okay. Well, Lord, uh, we, uh, we pray God for, for, for Yad, um, who has this against him, this fatwa against him in Jesus name. I pray for his protection and so many others. I know he's, there's a lot, a lot of brothers and sisters who are under the same kind of pressure. Lord, God, I just pray for all the Christians in those sensitive areas. God, I pray for your protection. I pray for your, your Holy Spirit intervention, your, your, um, just to surround them, um, that they, you know, that, you say that we don't have to fear. Uh, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear anything. And I just, I just know that being in you, we don't have to fear that. And I just pray for the protection, the protection, the provision, and and the 
the strength and the boldness that only you can provide through the Holy Spirit. It can't be provided through anything else, but it's your Holy Spirit. So I pray for your Holy Spirit right now to just form a shield around Faryad and his family and many others like him, God. I pray for you to come in and I pray for the people who are pursuing him to come to know Christ, just like in, in, the, in the Bible times with people with Paul and um, I mean, Paul himself and who persecuted Christians. And um, God, I just, I just ask that this would be done because that's the kind of God you are. And you do things like that every single day. And you didn't just do them in the Bible. You do them now. So I pray for your miraculous intervention. I pray for uh, our friend David here who says he needs his mom healed from diabetes and for her eyesight. I pray that uh, she would be healed completely from head to toe. And him, David as well, has his breathing problems and uh, doesn't have a job. And he um, wants spiritual growth. He's from uh, Bangladesh, and he said, God bless America. So thank you for that, David. And we just pray that God would just touch your life, touch your mom, touch you, give you guys healing, give you guys provision, provide for you, provide a job for you, and certainly spiritual growth. You remind me so much of you know when uh, Solomon asked for wisdom. You're asking for spiritual growth. And even though you have all these other things going on, we, we know that God is going to fill you with everything you need. He cares so much about you. And for Kleshula, who's a single mom, she's facing a difficult situation. Lord, I just pray that you lift her up. You know, there's so many things in the, in the Bible about the widow and the, and the husbandless, Lord. And you, you have a heart for, for women and, and these women, Lord, and women like Kleshula. And I just pray that you surround her and give her the strength, the divine, once again, divine boldness and strength that she needs, Lord, and wisdom and, and provision in every single way. In Jesus' name, amen. Great job. Let's just finish up here. We've got a few uh, live prayers and a few others. Yvonne Lozano Ojeda says, please pray for me. I need to come back to my country. Manuel from Argentina says, please pray for me. Roselle says, good morning, Pastor. I'd like you to pray for me to keep standing with the Lord. I'm having a hard time staying focused. Surav says, please pray for me. My, my Pray for my daughter uh, to have a happy birthday on July 31st for good health and good education. Please pray for me. Nalia says, hi, Pastor. Good day. Can you please pray for me? I'm going through a lot. Ranav says, pray for my future. Keisha says, pray for us. Thank you. And Garit says, pray for my family. Father God, we thank you for Yvonne, for Manuel, for Roselle, for Surav and his daughter, Sneha, for Nalina, for Reynab, for Keisha, and for Garit. God, we thank you for all these people. We thank you for their various prayer requests. God, we thank you that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. And we don't always understand why people are going through things, but you understand. And more than that, God, you are our deliverer. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them through all. So, God, we we stand in faith. Krista and I stand in faith, and so do all of our listeners. For all of these people, not just the ones I just named, but for everyone who joined us tonight and all of our 55,000-plus followers, everybody who sent in a prayer request, God, we, we pray that all of these people are like seeds planted in good ground that bringeth forth good fruit, God. We pray that all of these people realize what a great ministry they have. Every one of them is a ministry. And just like... You know, Kristen and I get fed from other ministries. 
our the purpose of our ministry is to feed these people so that they can feed others as well. Okay, we don't want our our words returning to us in vain. And Father God, we also add uh, Titus David to this um, to uh, keep him in in our prayers as well. God, we thank you for all these people. God, your word says where any two are gathered, Father God, that uh, that that you are with us. Your word said that you'll give us the desires of our hearts. So God, we pray for for all of these people. We thank you in advance that your answers are yes and amen. And we pray also that they receive these these prayers and, and these blessings you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Kristen, can you close us out? Yes. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I admit that I have sinned. I make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or a comment on the video. We want to know about it, and we want to help you get started in the next step. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. Listen, this is obviously a very exciting time for Kristen and I finally engaged. One after- more time. One there more time. it is. It's, <laughs> is that the most beautiful ring you've ever seen? I mean, seriously. It, I know. It. I, I love designed it. that, believe it or not. I know. But listen, what makes us even happier than that, believe it or not, is hearing that people are getting saved and, and getting prayers answered. So we thank you for all the nice messages you guys sent us. And uh, but, you know, the, the nicest messages are when when we hear about prayers being answered and people get, being saved and not just saved through our show. But listen, if you guys are going out there and spreading the word, also bringing people to Christ, we want to hear about that as well. OK, and that's really what we're trying to get people to do. We're trying to free people. OK, it's not just about getting people to heaven. That's important. Don't get me wrong. But we're trying to free people from what they're dealing with today. That's why we're praying for people today. I don't pray for dead people. It doesn't serve any purpose. We pray for people to get into heaven. That's at the end. But we also pray for what you're going through today and what they're going through. Okay. And so we want to hear about how you're praying for other people also, how you're helping, you know, to to lead them to Christ as well, because that really, you know, just makes us very happy. It, you know, it, it helps to show that, you know, what we're doing is um, is having an impact. And that's that's really the goal. All right, guys. Listen, thank you so much for being a part of our lives. We share things like this with you because uh, we do consider you a part of our lives. And we, we're very grateful for all of you, even though we really haven't met more than a few of you. I mean, of the 55,000 followers we've had, we could probably count on one or two hands how many we know personally. But, um, y- you know, you are part of our, our, extended, um, our extended family here. And we're very grateful for all of you. So, guys, we'll see you again. We're doing this next show is going to be Wednesday. All right, we'll see you then. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. You want to wave with the ring now? Oh, yeah. Bye. (laughs) She's been doing that. She's been doing that since Saturday. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.